Welcome to the Unity Works Podcast, where we'll share positive insight on today's topical and sometimes controversial topics. The discussion is shaped through the lens of unity and acceptance while focusing on our community, families, and the workplace. Life works better when we come together. Here's your host, Daryl Ross. Hello and welcome to the Unity Works Podcast. So excited that you're here. I'm your host, Daryl Ross. Today, we're talking about the unity of faith. I'm honored to speak with my friend and senior pastor of Central Christian Church in Henderson, Nevada. Yes, we go to church in Vegas, people. Unity Works family, please welcome Judd Wilhite. Judd, how are you, friend? Hey, I am doing great, Daryl, and I'm doing even better because I get to talk to one of my favorite people on earth. Uh, so we have known each other a long time, but haven't actually been face to face in a long time. So super honored to be here with you. Hey, I really appreciate that. Now, first, other than being an awesome man of God, husband and father, you like me love the Dallas Cowboys. How you feeling? Is this our year? What do you think? I don't know. The Cowboys, they tend to disappoint. So I tend to not get too right, too, too like, uh, anticipatory here along the way, but we'll, we'll find out. I mean, they have the talent, right? They have the talent to go all the way, but they have many years. Many I years, know. we could say that. I'm the same way. I'm like, I get excited and go, just just don't do it, Daryl, because you know what's going to happen. <laughs> so yeah. Just don't do it. You're going to jinx it, man. You're going to mess it up. Yes. I, I tell you, so Judd and I were talking before I started recording of this, how long it's been, and I, I just love Central Christian Church. I'm in Orlando now, my wife and I, and the kids, but we lived in Vegas for over 10 years. So my first time attending Central Christian Church, I got to tell you, Jeb, my mouth just dropped. I went, wow, this is huge. So tell us first, what's the attendance now at Central? And how did you feel about the size of Central when you became the senior pastor? Pre-COVID, we were probably 25,000 people in attendance across our locations. You know, then online had a strong presence, and that's continued to to grow and outpace uh, physical attendance um, in the midst of pandemic kinds of things. But yeah, you know, we, it's, uh, you could see it as a, as a large church. You could see it as a small town. And uh, I try to see it more like a small town and a community and a, a place where I really do feel like I know a ton of people and they're interconnected and our lives are meshed together. So I'll put the link in the description for the website and I want to make sure folks can take a look at that and watch some services online. But once you attend a service at Central, if you're there live, they make you feel right at home so easy. After a while, Jennifer and I are like, it's not big at all. We know these people. So you're right. It really is amazing what they do. And I got to dig right in. You know, we're in that time when fear and doubt is just kind of running through people's minds. One of our biggest challenges, I think, in life is that we feel like God is not moving. And I was honored to watch one of your messages online, and I want to make sure I put that link in the description as well, called God is Still Moving. So if you don't mind, can you share one of your biblical principles on how we know God is still moving in our lives? Well, I just think, you know, I think God, there's a lot of aspects of faith in God, no matter your background or perspective. I think we can all agree it's mysterious. And, uh, you know, whatever your kind of view of God is, um, there's mystery in that because he's, you know, God is going to be bigger than our minds can comprehend or understand. And I think it's, it's a, it's a basic sort of aspect of faith to believe that, that there is, uh, that God is working and moving in our lives, even though we can't always 
see it. And I, I think when you look back at, at the Bible, for instance, you see story after story after story of people who are facing really difficult circumstances. Sometimes we think if we're facing difficult circumstances, it, you know, it must be something wrong with us, or it must, or maybe God isn't involved, or He's not moving in our lives. But God often actually positions people in difficult circumstances because it's in those circumstances they learn to rely on Him and trust Him and lean into their faith, and they learn you learn lessons in the valley that you could never learn on the mountain. And um, so it's going through the difficulty and the hardship where. I think we often sort of lean into that faith side, learn those lessons that we never forget that ground us. And then looking back, you can often see that God is moving. But I think when you're in the middle, you just have to realize like that is part of the faith journey. All great people of faith have gone through it. There will be seasons in our life where we may not feel like God is moving, but that doesn't mean God isn't moving. Just want to make sure folks can take a look at that message Judd talked about and just kind of dive into some of the areas where you feel like God's not moving. And, and Judd kind of explains to you over the entire time he was piecing things together, bringing people into your life that you didn't realize. So I think it's a great reminder. And, you know, one thing I wanted to ask you about also was, you know, many Christians and even people that are just exploring their faith feel that their past will always kind of haunt them. And I felt that way sometimes myself, and that maybe they'll never be accepted into church. So what do you say to those people that feel almost unworthy about going into church? Yeah, well, you know, I just, I, it's like the old saying, you know, that the church is full of hypocrites. And, um, I, you know, I always just respond with the old, uh, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And there's room for one more. So come join us. You know, like, <laughs> like none of us are yeah. perfect. None of us have arrived. And, you know, I came out of uh, four years of addiction, and that has often been a cloud that's hung over me. And it's interesting, like so many of these clouds that may hang over us from our past, like other people don't really hold that over me. I hold that over me. You know, other people aren't like, like um, in some way shaming me or guilting me. I, you know, I've been clean and sober for decades now, but but I still hold that kind of over me. And sometimes I'm my own worst enemy in that. Sometimes I think our guilt and our shame. I, I don't know that it's necessarily, uh, sometimes it may be from God and spiritual and all. I'm not saying that it wouldn't be, but I think many times over the years, we keep hanging on to things. And it's, it's really not about other people. It's about ourselves. We need to grow personally and learn to let some of that go and begin to grow out of it. Because I just think, um, well, look, I've been in, I've been a pastor for almost three decades now. So I can tell you that the person that looks most religious and like they have it all together don't because I've counseled them and their families, hundreds of them. And then, you know, so, so nobody's perfect. It's a level playing field. Uh, just be yourself and be honest. And, and I think God will meet you right where you are. And the good news is he doesn't leave you there. Yeah. I love that. And I, I think that's one of the areas that you often talk about when you're giving a message that, you know, we're, we're all kind of in that same boat. I love what you just said about that. A lot of other people aren't even holding you to that account or that sin in your life or that challenge you had. You're doing it yourself. I think that's so true. I do that as well. So great, great, great reminder. You know, and when you're at Central, whether you watch it online or attend live, you can't help but hear this phrase. Central repeats it often. I think it's great. You often say, it's okay not to be okay. What does that mean to our listeners? Yeah, I think just at the core, you know, that, that statement is a reminder that you don't have to have it all worked out. You don't have to be perfect. Somewhere along the way, we got this idea uh, from a faith standpoint that 
you know, first you had to behave. And if you behaved well enough uh, and behaved long enough well enough, you could come to a place where you believe. And then, you know, if you believe and you behave, you could eventually belong. And so we got this idea that like church and faith was all about like being good enough and behaving well enough and believing all the right things. And then you could be a part and you could come and sit in the community. And an example of the way that plays out, I, I remember, you know, a friend of mine was going through a really tough divorce and, and I was trying to walk through it with him from another state. And he said, Hey, um, you know, like, the, I, t- I met with some of the folks at the church and the people at the church told me like, uh, you need to go work it out with your wife. And once you get it worked out, you're welcome back in our church. <laughs> but, but until then you're not. And, and he was just so heartbroken because he's like, how am I supposed to work it out alone? He's like, I want to work it out, but it's not that easy, you know? And, uh, I just, all of that kind of has informed sort of our perspective on, uh, people and pain and faith. And, and we tend to say like, Hey, first you belong as part of, um, our community, just because you're a human being, we have way more in common, no matter what you believe as a human being that we would have kind of not in common. And then, you know, our hope is that over time you come to a place, um, where you would believe, uh, eventually. And that often happens, I think, in the context of community and relationships. And then we hope you'll come to a place where you can belong and, um, or can become all that God would have you become and so when we say it's okay to not be okay we're saying hey it doesn't matter where you come from what you've been through where you're at and we're all just human beings and we all have issues in our lives and struggles and and that doesn't disqualify you and you are welcome here um and you know we have people every week that, that don't agree with what i teach uh uh you know theologically or about jesus or you know they, they struggle with that's okay i still love them they, you know they know what i believe they know i'm praying for them they know i have a faith perspective and it's clear and i'm i'm bold about it but you know they it's okay and um i think we have people that come that are hurting and struggling that feel so much shame and guilt like they can never walk in the doors of a church and they've got addictions in their lives and i'm not talking about old addictions i'm talking about like you know, addictions that maybe played out that morning and they're driving to church feeling terrible about it. And, you know, that's just life. And so we just try to put people at ease and remind them that God already knows all this stuff and we're not their judge. And, uh, you know, we can, we can help each other. I love that. And it's so true that not just you, the entire team at Central really does kind of put people at ease in that regard. And I got to give you some dabby, my friend, because if you want to talk theology or high level biblical principles, Judd can can speak with the best of them. But the other thing you do, I don't think I've ever told you this, you kind of dumb it down for some of us too. Some of us, like, you Come know, on. they kind of, I kind of need to, you explain that parable to me, Joe. What does that mean by that? Because there's so many times. It's all about, it's all about the cookies on the bottom shelf, Daryl. That's where we got to put, you know, you got to be able to reach the cookies. Yeah. <laughs> hey, you know, I've often said that your life is somewhat just a microcosm of what you focus on, right? I mean, no matter what's happening in your life. So in this crazy world right now, you know, pandemic, politics, of course, the economy, in your opinion, what do you suggest? What should we lean into throughout 2022? Well, that's a great question because I think so with so much drama going on and, and it has gone on, like for me, one of the healthiest things that I did is I greatly lessened my consumption of just news and uh, was really intentional about that. Nothing against, you know, good news or good journalism. We need it. And I don't want to be disconnected from what's happening in the world. But 
too much of that in a season like we're in right now can just totally begin to take your mental health. And, you know, I think you've got to balance that. So I start my day every day with just some, some quiet meditative time. Um, I, I try to lean into the Bible every day personally, uh, even if it's just for 15 minutes to start the day. I have a core list of things that I'm grateful for, and I, I give thanks and gratitude for those things just about every single day. Uh, it really shapes how I start my day. And then I'm, I'm intentional about what I expose myself to. I don't just grab my phone in some kind of addictive way and just start looking at headline news feeds for you know three hours throughout the day. Uh, I, I will check the headlines because I want to be aware of what's happening in the world. But but usually I don't spend more than five or ten minutes scanning through the headlines. I might just check, you know, hey, there's a natural disaster here or something happened over there. I, I want to know more about it. I want to be informed. I'll lean into that. But other than that, I've really tried to kind of edit myself out of just a lot of the, uh, you know, the, I feel like so much what happens in the media is the selling of fear. And, you know, I've just tried to pull out of some of that and focus more on spiritual values, gratitude and thanksgiving, and then great uh, things that I, I had a, a counselor that I see that was really helpful to me in, in, over the years many times. But in, in 2020, one of the things he said to me, is he said, do something every day that brings you joy. Because it could be small, it could be large. And so I, I have a few things in my life that really bring me joy. And I try to focus every day on doing some something that brings me joy, uh, exposing myself to great ideas. You know, I love to listen to audiobooks. So when I exercise, I always have audiobooks going. And, um, you know, I'm always learning in that sense. And all of that, I feel like, keeps me moving forward, looking up and out instead of looking down and in. Oh, I love that. I think the being intentional just makes a big difference. Thank you for sharing that. But before you go, I didn't tell you about this. I got to tell all the listeners that Judd gives great marital advice. I'm going to give you some dabby friend. Now you don't do, you don't do it like obvious. Like you don't say here's some marital advice. So it's not like we know, but what Judd will do is just share a story and his message. And if you're just paying attention, you go, Ooh, that was a good one. Right? Yeah. So I got to ask you real fast. Is it true that you actually lost your lovely wife Lori's Christmas present, but then you found it, but you found it in the oddest place. So as a guy, I got to know what happened there. So explain what happened with your wife's Christmas present. <laughs> okay, okay. okay. So, so I hit it. I bought these presents early. So our daughter goes to school in Southern California and she's next to these, she's not far from, um, you know, the beach there, when she gets really stressed out, she goes to a place called Sunset Cliffs. And, you know, so Lori finds this not expensive at all. It's just this cheap watercolor eBay painting that some guy in the Navy did 50 years ago or whatever. And it, but it's of, of this area, Sunset Cliffs. And so she, you know, she's very artsy, my wife and creative. And so of course she wants this one, one item that's totally obscure. That's somewhere in the world. And, um, so I buy it and I get all these things and I put all the things that I'm trying to hide in one area. And I think, man, I'm going to, uh, you know, I'll wrap the gifts when it gets closer. And when it gets closer, I go back. I'm like, I know I put that gift somewhere else, but I couldn't remember where. And I think I just got confused ultimately in this busyness of it. I was convinced that that box with that little, that that little watercolor painting 
was a certain size. And I, I actually think I did find a space in this one space where I thought I hid all of them except one. I think I got them all hid there. So I actually wrapped it thinking I lost it. I looked everywhere thinking I lost it. And I actually wrapped it. So when she opened it, I was so relieved because it's not something you could go replace, you know. It's, <laughs> and again, it, it wasn't. This isn't like a multi. This I think. I think. I mean, it was under a hundred dollars. This painting. It wasn't like super expensive. The painting, but you know, there was only one. Right. It was like a watercolor from some obscure. You know, and I'm always on eBay with my wife's lip gift recommendations. You know, Etsy or whatever. Completely lost trying to find my way. So anyway, yes, we found it. I love that. So guys, he lost his wife's present, but found it, but he had wrapped it anyway. So he was kind of ahead. So this is a great yeah. reminder for us that I, I just love that story. Well, basically, basically, we're all going a thousand miles an hour. And I bought these gifts ahead of time. And then when Christmas comes, you know, it's been five or six weeks. I can't remember anything. I barely remember where I even put them. So I was just, yeah. That is a classic story. I had to ask and verify that. That's that's awesome. Hey, I really appreciate you being here, friend. I know how busy you are. You took some time out. Uniworks family, Judd Wilhite. Thank you, Judd. Hey, thank you so much, Daryl. Honored to be with you. Hey, for more information on Central Christian Church, check out their website, centralonline.tv, and the YouTube channel. I put both in the description. Check out the site for sure. You can watch messages and actually watch a service live as well online. So please hit subscribe and share with a friend. Life works better when we come together. Talk to you next week.